Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1985. Why Are We Addicted to Sugar? By Ashley Laurie of freeformfitness.ca. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. And then on Fridays, that's where I answer your questions. Remember, you can send one in by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask or email your question directly to health at oldpodcast.com. All right, and with that, let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. Why Are We Addicted to Sugar? by Ashley Laurie of freeformfitness.ca. Many of us may be addicts and we may not even realize it. Addiction, by definition, is when we are physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance and unable to stop taking it without incurring adverse effects. This seems like a pretty serious thing and is more formally associated with substances like drugs and alcohol. Addictions can happen with any kind of substance, including everyday food items and gambling. Sugar is one of the most addictive food substances that we consume. In fact, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine, a well-known addictive drug. If you really think about it, it makes sense. Sugar is in everything. Fruit, pasta, bread, sweets, baked goods, beverages, and on and on. We are giving ourselves a hit of sugar every day, and the food industry knows it, so they continue to sneak more sugar into our food. This is why going on a carb-free diet can be so difficult. Your body will go through withdrawals from the constant flow of simple sugars. So how does sugar addiction work, and is there a way to overcome it? There are three parts to addictive behavior. The first is binging. Binging is when an individual consumes a particular substance in large quantities in one sitting. This behavior could have some evolutionary roots as our ancestors would be encouraged to consume as much of these brain-boosting substances at one time to maximize the amount of dopamine in the brain. Dopamine is a neurochemical in the brain that is associated with a happy and high feeling in large enough quantities. The second is withdrawal. This is typically shown through anxiety and irritability and will occur after avoidance or forced deprivation from an addictive substance. And the final part are cravings. When we crave something, our motivation to attain that substance is increased. People will do crazy things and convince themselves they really need sugar when their cravings are at an all-time high. 
As you listen to this, you may already recognize that you have experienced these three phases of addiction with sugar. You may have been on a diet and have been really good lately, then something major happens, like a stressful day at work, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the candy aisle at the grocery store. You pick up not one, but two kinds of candy. Then you go home and consume those two bags of candy before you've even chosen your Netflix movie for the night. This narrative is actually representative of another aspect of addiction, and that is sensitization. We see sensitization with things like smoking and alcohol. One behavior or substance leads to the next because they work on similar brain pathways. Stressful workdays put our brain in a state where it craves a boost. Binging will release a ton of that neurochemical dopamine and provide us with the calming high we need to forget about whatever was stressing us out. The second half of that story is an important one to look at as well. After binging, we feel guilty. We know that sugar is not good for our long-term health, so we vow to never do that again. Then comes withdrawal. The day after binging, you may feel lethargic, irritable, depressed, or even anxious. Then your brain remembers something that pulls you out of that funk. Enter cravings. This is a vicious cycle that many of us don't even realize we're perpetuating by constantly dieting or giving into those cravings. So, can we kick the sugar addiction? Yes, and thankfully, it doesn't have to happen the way drug addictions are kicked by full 100% removal. Over time, our palates have been conditioned to crave more sweetness. Even if you are using artificial sweeteners, your brain expects and wants your food to be a certain level of sweetness, or else it feels dissatisfying. So in order to reduce our sugar intake, we need to slowly train our brain to want less sweet food. This is common practice for people who want to switch from a daily double-double to a black coffee. First, you order a two cream, one sugar. The coffee will taste different, but the more you expose your taste buds to this coffee, the more they will get used to it. Then you drop it down to two cream, no sugar. Again, you'll have to adjust to the taste of this coffee, but eventually, you won't even notice the difference until you've finally gotten yourself down to just drinking black coffee. Maybe it isn't too many sugars in your coffee, but just too many sweets too often. Reflect on the past week and think about all the times you had bread, pasta, desserts, sodas, sweet coffees, and sweet snacks. For the next week, cut that down by a day. Then every week, cut it down by another day until you're only having those sweets every now and then. Not ready to give up your granola bars or yogurt? Try finding a similar product that has less sugar. A great example is the Quaker granola bars and Kashi granola bars. You still get that granola bar snack in your day, but your body will learn to not need the high sugar version of the granola bar. Similarly to how your body will find a workout difficult in the beginning, but over time they get easier, you can train your taste buds to crave less sweetness. You just need to take the time to make a meal plan and find where your weaknesses lie and where you can start to cut back on your sugar intake. In the case of sugar, abstinence or complete forced deprivation will only lead to binging. So, this slow and steady training approach is a more balanced approach to reducing your sugar intake levels. You just listened to the post titled, Why Are We Addicted to Sugar? by Ashley Laurie of freeformfitness.ca. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. It does seem like sugar is addictive, right? There's a neuroscientist, or a fancy way of saying nerve scientist, or one who studies nerve cells, who presented at TED Talks and shared their research on how added sugars influence the brain. What they found was very much in agreement with what much of today's author Ashley discussed too much added sugar can actually lead to us feeling like we need it in order to just function normally. What may happen is that rush of that good feeling hormone dopamine we get after eating added sugars may burn out the dopamine receptors in the brain. So over the long term, this may lead us to craving more of it just to feel like our usual selves again. This neuroscientist also found that added sugars affect the part of the brain that's responsible for memory, the hippocampus. Specifically, we remember less information after consuming added sugars. On the other hand, a diet rich in whole foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and omega-3 fats seems to protect the hippocampus, or the memory part of the brain, and as a result, may help our ability to remember things over the long term. All right, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.